Good evening. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Fans Only Sports Network. I'm Adam Wright here with CJ Medeiros, Justin Tucker. We apologize that last Thursday we did not have any co-host besides myself. We had we had it was very busy. It was move out day for all of us. I was the only one who was available because I was able to move out early, but Lucky. We're here now, and we were able to get you guys a couple of guests. We had Robert, we had uh, <clears throat> who a lot of you know, and we also had Max Cates, who is a NBA guy. We were able to talk a little bit of Celtics, a little bit of a little bit of a uh, switch up from our usual football, but you know. And we do have some football now, and we do have uh, some big news. With uh, we'll talk about Tom Brady's agreement to join Fox Sports. But first, I want to get to a certain starting caliber corner uh, who is hitting the open market thanks to the New York Giants. So James Bradbury, who was a who was the cornerback for the New York Giants, he gets released, um, and they were trying to they were so they were trying to re- they were trying to trade him, and apparently they had several offers, and they were all good offers. But the problem was they weren't able to come out with a restructured deal for Bradbury because they believed he was overpaid. And now, so he hits the open market and any team can go out and try and get him. So where do you, what do you guys think of, of this corner hitting the open market? Where do you guys think he should go? James Bradbury, an all pro caliber corner, his first year in New York. I respect him. I think of him a great deal. Pro Bowl caliber corner still to this day. I don't understand why they're not willing to pay him, considering he was one of the main reasons that defense in 2020 was as good as it was. I find it uh, disrespectful that the Giants are willing to move on from him so quickly. Uh, And whoever gets him is getting a true proven starting caliber uh, cornerback. And, yeah, hopefully he'll find a home soon. Where Where do you think he should go? That's tough because most of the landing spots are almost gone anyhow due to the draft and free agency. So it's going to be hard to figure out where he'll fit. But we talked about it earlier. If there was one place he could go to, the only problem is money, of course. I would like him in New England, but I'm not sure he'll fit in New England due to cap purposes. And I'm not sure they're willing to pay the amount of money it would take to get him there. All right, so Tuck likes New England as a possible destination. Uh, what about CJ? What do you think? Where do you where do you think he should go? Uh, possible thought for me, at least, Adam, is uh, the Vegas Raiders. Now, look, if you look at their division, the AFC West, that's a scary, scary division. I mean, think about it. You got the Chargers, who have Justin Herbert and Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, you know, who just bombs away all day. And then, you know, look at the Chiefs. No more Tyreek Hill, but they still have Travis Kelsey. And, of course, you know, Mahomes, big arm, really accurate. That's also worrying. And now, finally, you have the Broncos, who just secured a franchise quarterback in Russell Wilson. And on top of that, they have guys like uh, Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. So when, when you look at that, I mean, the Raiders aren't bad on offense, but their defense, who's their corner? Their corners are Rocky Asin. And I think Trayvon Mullen. I mean, they're both fine, but they're far from number ones. Now, I'm not entirely sure what Vegas's cap situation is, but I think it would be a really smart move for them to go after Bradbury. You know, especially, you know, uh, put him on Keenan Allen, you know, put him on Jerry Judy, you know, 
he is a true top five, maybe top ten corny Noah. We could debate that later, but if the money fits, Vegas should be making every push to get themselves a defensive weapon for an increasingly scary AFC West. Yeah, I I, I really like that you mentioned the Raiders and not your Patriots, and I, I like that you're an unbiased Patriots fan. But you know it, that is a, that is an interesting destination because that they they do have Rocky Sin, but he's not. He's kind of he's a, he's a starting caliber corner, but he's not really a number one. And you can make a case that James Bradbury really uh, really isn't either. At least not one of the elites. But he he's a corner who, if you if you add him in the right scheme, put it, put him in with a lot of a lot of man coverage, then this is a guy who can play at an All Pro level. And he was a big part of that deep of that Giants defense as. Uh, as Tuck mentioned, so I really like that destination, but I'm going to be a biased Patriots fan and mention my New England Patriots because that is a team that actually needs a corner, and if Belichick were good at manipulating the cap, he would do anything he could to go and get this guy because they are really, really lacking in that area, and as much as I love Malcolm Butler, from my childhood, watching that Super Bowl 49 game ceiling interception, that was highlight of my sports Patriots life. Give me but point, he's not, he's he's just not that guy. He's he he was he was good in 2015. He was good in 2016. He's not that anymore. And uh, he might be a productive corner for us, but he he probably won't be anything more than a number two at best. So if you could find a way to clear up some cap space to get James Bradbury, I would do it. I just know they won't. They won't. Well, Adam, you have to remember, also speaking as a Pats fan, we still have to sign our rookies. So I feel like that should take precedent first before we go about adding anyone else. Furthermore, I have a, uh, I just happen to have the Raiders uh, roster up and here's they have a corner. How many of these guys can be a good number one? Anthony Averett, Nate Hobbs, Cravon LeBlanc, Trayvon Mullen, Darius Phillips, Amik Robertson, and Rocky Sin. I Ooh. mean, I mean, look, Nate Hobbs is sneaky underrated. LeBlanc is kind of hot and cold. Mullen and Sin, I think, would be the starters. But or Yasin, I think it's pronounced. But no, 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 no. I, I think they need James Bradbury. And like I said, when you look at the AFC West, Bradbury to the Raiders, while slept upon, I think makes all the sense in the world. I agree with you. I agree. I th- and I, 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 I'm, I'm with you saying that he, that is a great destination for James Bradbury. The Raiders need James Bradbury, and James Bradbury needs the Raiders. I think that's a, that's a great match. But I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna say, I, it's still a fit. Take out all the financial stuff for the New England Patriots, and I think James Radbury is a great fit for New England. You put well, him in with man coverage. Who does it? What does that sound like? What does that sound like? A guy who who primarily is a man coverage guy. That sounds like Stephon Gilmore, who was a great fit with New England once they fi- figure out, figured out how to use him. I'm not gonna. I'm not sitting here and trying to compare him in terms of in terms say. of quality of play to uh, to Stephon Gilmore, who is an All Pro caliber corner. But in terms of style of play, they are very very similar because man is where. James Bradbury thrives. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's all well and good, but, but, you know, you're like, oh, all cap aside. Yeah. But cap's a pretty big deal. I mean, I know people that think the cap is not real. And, uh, 
and it's just it infuriates me. You know, it's like that. That's a thing. And look, would I like James Bradbury? Oh, absolutely, I would. But I mean, I just I know it's not going to happen. We are. I mean, financially, we are in we are in no situation to get into a bidding war. And I mean, there's like like seven teams that are interested. So I don't know. Yeah, but I think I. So the salary cap is real, and we know that there are some people who we might know who believe the salary cap is kind of a myth. It's like Santa Claus. But it is real. Here's what I will say about it, though. It is easily manipulated. And you see a lot of teams, you look at the New Orleans Saints without even releasing a player. They were able to go from dead last in cap space to almost first, basically overnight. What does that tell you about the the salary cap? Adam, you do realize they're literally just taking that future cap crisis and they're just kicking the can further down the road by extending all these players. That's what they do. They ink these players to like extensions and if you keep them around long enough, there will be a cap issue. And there was like, oh, Belichick's not good at manipulating the cap. It's like, like you can't really manipulate it. The bill has to come due at some point. And if you just keep kicking the can down the road, the worse it's going to get. There's a term for that. It's called delaying the inevitable. Yeah. Well, yeah, but so it, would you I rather suffer I, through it now or have it be twice as bad in like two years' time? That's a lot. It's it's a lot different though when you turn when you spread it out over a longer period of time though. It's like yeah, you are you are still paying that amount of money, but it's still you're stretching it out over a more, over more years rather than putting it in that. But that's still one, more people to spot. pay though. That. That's the thing. You're still paying these people. And you have to keep in mind, when you extend these not-so-great players on bloated contracts, yeah, it stretches them out, but they also eat up valuable roster spots. Yeah, but there's there's pl- there's there's players on the roster who you really don't need to keep. And uh, hmm, James, James, James Bradbury James Bradbury is, is a player who is, is worth keeping. Y'all wouldn't have these problems if y'all just kept J.C. Jackson. J.C. Jackson would garner more money than Bradbury. And keep in mind, we offered Jackson the contract, or not as much as the Chargers, but we offered him a fair amount. I don't know. I I agree. They should have brought back James, uh, excuse me, J.C. Jackson. But J.C. Jackson is asking for way too much money, and I think he's a serviceable number one corner. Now, James Bradbury is also a serviceable number one, but he's not going to go for the same price tag as J.C. Okay, I'm not going to argue for J.C. Jackson. I just know he's not he's a serviceable. He is a number one um, corner. Tucker, we we are all aware that Adam doesn't like J.C. Jackson. Well, you know this. This I'm, is not. There's no new I'm ground being broken. Guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm just not a J.C. Jackson. Guy. James Brad. By the way, you were willing to overpay him. Apparently, I wasn't willing to overpay him. You literally just said we should have brought him back. I th- I think they should have brought him back, but for the right price. But which which that's not. What That's you're not you're right you're right you're right I don't I don't want him back because I because the, he wants to be overpaid and you, you're right you're right he he wants to be overpaid and and we're not willing to pay him what he's not worth and I just mm-hmm. I I think he's he's a number one but he's not in the upper echelon of number number one corner he's not if you mention him in the same breath as the Jalen Ramseys and the Alex the Jair Alexanders of the world then you are a delusional Patriots fan that's the way I see it. He had, a, he had a great year. Chargers fan. He had a great year. I'll say that he had a great year, and he he had a, it was in that one year was in that echelon. 
But he's it didn't was, he have like nine picks year. the year before last or something like that? They, he he has racked up a lot of interceptions. But you you bring up this point a lot, CJ, and I'll credit you you for this. Usually that means that they're not afraid to throw your way. Like wait, yeah, like I did. Say we that, can yeah. mention we can mention Trevon Diggs who mm-hmm. was looked at as one of the best corners in the game but then that when you actually see half. him when you then when you actually see him play you're like is this the guy is this him yeah Trayvon Diggs like we all know he's either going to get a pick six or get burnt for a 50 yard touchdown there's no in between and well Jackson's coverage skills are better it's just now Adam you said that I said this like they, they are not afraid to throw on him because I mean and also another reason I just want to say one last thing why JC Jacks isn't worth it his kryptonite is Stefan Diggs. And it just so happens we play Stefan Diggs twice a year. So it's like, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't even lock up our division rivals, best receiver, and you want over 80 million. No, you no, just no. Yep. And just wait, just wait until he has to cover uh Jalen Waddle or uh Tyreek Hill. Mm. That's gonna be even worse. Oh, that's why he's not here. No, wait, no, 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 he's that was in the east. He's in the west now. Oh, yeah, where he's going to have to cover what, Devontae yeah. Adams. I'm not saying yeah, it's going to be Devontae, better. Yeah. I'm just saying he doesn't have to cover Tyreek Hill right now. Right, because Tyreek Tyree Hill is now gone. He's now east. And, yeah, that's uh, – I don't know. But we, got, we do have to move on. Next, we are going to talk about the big news of the day, which is Tom Brady's new deal with Fox Sports and what it might mean for Tom Brady's future in the NFL on the playing field, not in the booth. We'll get to that next. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Rooski podcast. I'm Adam Wright, Justin Tucker, CJ Medeiros on this fine Tuesday night. So Tom Brady is yet again involved in headlines this uh, uh, so far this offseason. And so what happened was he signed, he, he has a, reached an agreement with Fox Sports for when he retires to be the lead color analyst Um on their team along with their play-by-play guy. I'm forgot I'm forgetting what his name was, but he he was kind of the he was second fiddle to uh to Joe Buck before he left. And now here we are. Tom Brady is going to be whenever he retires, whenever that may be. And so here here's my thing. And I'm gonna bring up my I'm gonna bring up a little little bit of a taste of what my take on this is. Is that do you guys remember when Tom when Drew Brees um, the right before Drew Brees retired, he signed a he signed a deal with NBC Sports, and everybody was wondering, hmm, could he be go- could he be done soon? In that very next season, right after that season, he retired. So, could we be seeing the same thing here? I'll give you guys. I'll ask you guys. What are your thoughts on this? Good for him. I mean, uh, 
you know, Brady signed a 10-year, $375 million deal, and that deal is literally worth more than Tom Brady's ever earned in the NFL. He's earned just over $300 million. But I just – part of me really doesn't like it. And, I mean, personally, I believe he might retire after this season because he always said the dream was to play to 45. And I feel like his wife, Giselle, is like, all right, you're, you're 45 now. That's enough. Retire for real. And, you know, then then I'll go to the booth. But, honestly – can you guys really see Tom Brady as a broadcaster? I've looked at like his media career. His acting is like uh, all right. I mean, I know it's different than acting, but I'll remember. I think there was like a time he was on like Saturday Night Live in like the like uh, 2010s early, and it was it was not good. <laughs> I mean, look. I mean, this is nothing against Brady, but you know, he's just like an awkward guy. You know, he's kind of he doesn't really he's not really comfortable in front of a camera. He's just, or maybe he is. I don't know, but. If we're getting Tampa Tom, I feel like that's obviously a lot better. But I just, I just, I, I can't see him in the booth. I can't. I hope he proves me wrong because he's my favorite player ever. But you know, I just, he's just kind of like an awkward guy. You know, even Tampa Tom, you I mean he's cooler now, but you know, he's cringier too. So I can already picture this as a "How do you do, fellow kids?" moment. All right, talk. <laughs> It's funny that Patriots fans are calling him cringe when he inevitably moves into the broadcasting booth, but I don't think it will be cringe. I think it'll be more so more like Tony Romo, less like Joe Buck. I think it'll be better for the sport more so than the way Joe Buck did it. I think the way he analyzes games is going to be more of the ask of Tony Romo. He'll be able to diagnose and play play calls and be able to tell you what he's thinking ahead of time. I think that's the way he's going to run it. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, okay. Yeah, we, we had two CJs for a second. He got oh, guys. I'll tell you right now. Like, I I'm uh, yeah, it's kicking me out. Internet. You know. Continue, Tuck. But I I don't think he'll be awkward. I think maybe his first year might be a little awkward because he's no longer on the field, even though it might kill him to be on the field again. Uh, but I think after his first year, he'll be more comfortable and he'll be able to call be a better analyst and be able to work in, up in the booth just fine. I think people just need to give him time in order for his greatness to show in the booth and let it flourish, let his intelligence flourish to the fans out there, and sooner or later it will be fine. They gave him a 10-year contract worth $375 million. I believe he will be worth it in the end, but – Give him a year or two to get adjusted to the booth instead of being on the field all the time. Tom Brady's old enough to realize that he needs to start getting those AARP checks. But, again, I think it's about time he actually does become an analyst and diagnose the plays from the booth instead of on the field. So, first, I want to start off by asking, how long do you guys think it's going to be before this guy, with this guy watching all of these next guys playing – watching the Mitch Trubisky's of the world, watching the Daniel Joneses of the world, analyzing those pick sixes before he says, God, let me get it, get in there for these bums. I'm much, I'm better than these guys. And I'm sitting here explaining why that happened. God, but mm. like, you know, in all seriousness, it, I look at that. I look at this and I say, this does, you know, it's going, he's going into his age 45 season, which is what I've said. He always wanted to do. And, you know, I did talk to you guys We I, in, in the direct aftermath of this 
uh, of his retirement, I said, this just doesn't make sense. He wanted to play through age 45 and he's going to quit a year, a year before that. He's, this just doesn't work. And then he came out of retirement and now he has a deal for after he retires, which now he's going to be 45. His deal is up once he's in, his deal is up, uh, uh, after this season in Tampa. And now he has a deal with Fox sports. It's interesting because I'm, I'm thinking about it and I'm saying, could this really be his last year? I, I really could. I really could see this being his final year now, because, you know, you look, you look at what's going, what's going on with this. It all just, the stars are all aligning perfectly for this to be his final year. He wanted to play to his, till his age 45 season. He wanted to, he, his last season in Tampa Bay is this year. So he's in a contract year and he has a, he has a deal with Fox sports. And usually when you have an agreement on a deal, it, I don't think that it's going to, that, that deal is going to be like, okay, you can just quit whenever and you can join us whenever. No, it's a concrete 10 year, $375 million deal. Those mm-hmm. deals don't just be, don't just get agreed upon just like, okay, you can quit whenever you feel like it. No, it, this looks like it's a planned thing and I could be wrong, but I think, I think this could be, and I hate to say it because I love watching Tom Brady play year in year out and beat okay. father time. But I think <laughs> this could be his last year in, uh, in playing football at all. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, I mean, I, I personally, like I said, I saw this. I always thought he was going to be done after this season because, like I said, you know, he's always said, oh, I want to play to age 45. And uh, so, yeah, he's going to be 45. And then after this season, I think he's going to go in the booth. And, I mean, it's another thing where I think this is going to be, and I say this half joking, half not, where I think Giselle is going to put his foot down when he's analyzed this. He's like, oh, my God, look at the – the Mitch Trubisky's and the Daniel Joneses. I want to go back out there. I'm still good. And she'll just be like, no, no, we made a deal. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like he's going like for a guy who is, who was, has been thought to wanted to go out kicking and screaming. You know, this isn't really the best career choice for him. If he wants to, if he wants to, you know, leave the game at some point, because he's going to look at these players and he's like, I'm better than this guy. Is this Sam Darnold? Why is he starting in this league? I could come out there and I could play I could play quarterback for the Panthers better than him and take him to a Super Bowl. Maybe not, but he'll say he'll think that. I'll tell you that much. It's just there's gonna be so many bums out there that he's gonna have to analyze and explain why he threw why they threw their fourth pick of the half. And they're gonna say, and he's gonna say, God, please get me out of here and get get me a uniform. Get me a deal. No. Get me back on that field. No, no. No, he should, you know, start collecting those AARP checks sooner or later. He won't be able to do that. He's too Don't you old. Get AARP I mean, when you're 50, though, or something like that. People, I don't know. Sometimes he's he getting close to that age. Yeah, I mean, yes, I will grant you. He does have like fire technically six years because he's going to turn 45, I think, in August. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know, he doesn't, AARP doesn't happen yet. I thought it was like when you were 50, but whatever. My point is, it's about time for him to go in the booth and start analyzing these places and explain to us why it happened instead of trying to go out there and it's like, I know how it happened. Let me play better than this, Adam, as Adam says, bum, and let me show this team that I can lead them to a Super Bowl. After the season, it won't happen. Giselle put her foot down and said, I'm sick and tired of you not being in this household, Tom. 
time for you to be a analyst and come home. Stop playing football. But like he's still go he's still playing football. Or like excuse right me, he's now. not playing football. He's he may not be playing football, but he's going to be in he's going to be in the broadcast booth. So yeah, this also th- th- makes home. me think, does he like does this guy just hate his family? Like <laughs> when he's not playing football, he's just going to go out go into the booth and analyze it. Like he's oh, really saying God. f them kids. No, 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 no. And he's, Brady obviously, you know, he's just he loves football. Yeah. It's it's his thing, you know. It's I I don't know. I mean, I know it's lazy analysis, but that's just what it is. It's like he loves football. I feel like his first love is the game. And I think Giselle understands. Certainly. All right. Do you guys have any other this is obviously a big topic, and we'll talk we'll cover it a little bit more as the as the summer goes on. And I'm sure more details will come out. We'll have it. We have a Thursday episode. We're going to cover the the schedule release. Actually, we might actually move that to Friday because the schedule release is going to happen at the exact same time where we usually do our episodes. We might just move it just so that we could give you guys our thoughts on the schedule and give you a couple of narratives surrounding that. But we'll get to that. You guys have any thoughts on Tom Brady before we move on to this under the fan box? No, not really. Nothing. All right. Uh, So we did. We talked about where we believe James Bradbury should go. Now we want to know where you guys think he should go. We asked you guys on the fan box, where should James Bradbury go after his release? We'll get to that next. Don't go anywhere. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Rooski podcast. I'm Adam Wright, Big Justin, and I went by your I went by your name tag, yep, CJ yep, Medeiros, yep. with you, and we are onto our fan box. So what that is is we post a question filter on our Instagram every Monday, and you can respond with hot takes, questions, and more, and we will discuss it on our show and give you a shout out on our podcast. Respond to next week's fan box question to be featured on our show. Now, our question of the week was, where do you want to see James Bradbury go after his release? So, first response was from, is a new responder, Kalen Patel. And I'm guessing this guy is a Cowboys fan because he said, them boys. This is an interesting one. And Trayvon Diggs. Hmm. Or he wants a number two. Why would he? Judging by judging by the Cowboys fans' uh, judgment, but I lo- hmm. I do like that. I do like the uh, I do like the the spot. And no disrespect, Kalen, if you're listening to your Cowboys, I I I like Trevon Diggs. I just don't think he's the All Pro that people are talking that people are describing him as. And you know the 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 lead the league leader in interceptions. Yes, he led in interceptions, but that means they're throwing your way a lot. 
which is that are they really are, are we are they really respecting you as that all pro corner they're saying are they really doing that because i saw what was it drew Locke? no it wasn't drew Locke. it was it drew lock or or teddy bridgewater they're they're they were platooning at at quarterback the broncos and whoever whoever player x at quarterback torched that cowboys secondary and trevon diggs was in the middle of it um but our our again again kalen no no disrespect to your cowboys i i do have some respect for that cowboys team and that that is very rare these days um brian mucker who was out tonight said come <laughs> to come to the other new york team referring to his new york jets and you know that, what that's like not a bad that. spot uh, I just, why would you want to go to the Jets? I mean, I know they just had a good draft, but I remember reading a report saying how the Jets were in the mix this offseason on every big-name free agent, sometimes even offered more money than other teams, and te- they just said, no, I don't want to play here because you're the Jets. I feel like it might be more of the same. It's per- it's per, Yeah, it's possible, perhaps. But they, they, that is a team that has gotten a lot better in their, their reputation this offseason has changed a little bit. That might get all squashed when they go out and they go four and four and 13 this off this, uh, this next season, but they did have, they did have a very good draft and they have yeah. some young talent, even, even aside from this draft, uh, CJ. I know you said the Raiders before, and you did respond with the Raiders. Do you have anything else to add to what you said previously in the show? Now, if you're on YouTube or Spotify listening to this, please just just cycle back to, uh, you know, to when I spoke because I've made my opinion clear. All right. Um, so Tyson Tate said Minnesota lacks cornerback would be a good fit with that defense. He does play so like I said he's a he's a good man guy and um Xavier Rhodes back in his prime going back to that that was the last corner elite corner who played for Minnesota he he really played well in that defense and uh Xavier Rhodes was a man was a man coverage guy so that would be a good fit but they did they did uh they did address the cornerback position with Andrew Booth and um, they they added they added a safety in the first round, so they they did they did work on that secondary. I don't think it's that big of a need, but it would be a good spot. <laughs> uh, but Sam Lapierre responding for the second week in a row, and he had his spaces between he you know that you know that at that point where you where you write out a word. And you have spaces. You type it out, but you have spaces between it to make to make it look cooler. He put eagles, so E space A space G space. It's it's an interesting way to put things. And then he put an exclamation point. So guessing big eagles guy. Um, uh, I think so, he's just trying to spell eagles like in the chant. You know, you know the eagles. A G L E. It's possible. Yeah, I can't believe he actually did the chant. That that's you're a Patriots fan and you did that. But why can't you do a dash though? I do don't dashes? know. That's usually the way you do it when you, when you're spelling things out, is it not? Or maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Well, and Sam, Sam and Sam, I'm not making fun of you. I'm not making fun of it. It's a cool. It's a cool thing. It's better than some people just wrote out the name. It's that's kind of boring sometimes. Uh but Eagles, Darius Slay, they already have there. Who's another? Who's another uh, guy who plays a lot of man coverage? 
And so you add him with James Bradbury. Good pairing there. You can lock down two of the top receivers on any team that you uh, that you face, as long as that team isn't like you know elite, elite wide receivers. Uh, but I like it. I like it. Uh, Ian, uh, this is a new this is a new guy. He said so. Ian uh, Malern Mul is Mull and then Hearn. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Uh, let me know. Let me know in the comments what what it, how you pronounce it, Ian. But you said Panthers. Now this is interesting because he he started his career with the Carolina Panthers and he was a serviceable corner. He was not he he never really came out like he did with the Giants, but he was solid there. The only issue with with the Panthers is that's a team that's already kind of set at the corner position. They have uh, they have Dante Jackson who's kind of come out, and they also have uh, uh, they also have J.C. Horn who they got in the first round of the draft. I know he got hurt and he barely played this past season, but that's a player who could be who could be really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, and Bryant Johnson. So we had an interesting one, and I kind of like this. So Bryant Johnson, Colts secondary would be impenetrable with him. Mm. Think about that for a second. You already have Stephon Gilmore, who's, as I mentioned earlier in the oh, show, another – he could play – you have the Y, you have the Z, James Bradbury and Stephon Gilmore. Then Kenny Moore, who's, who, is, who's, who plays his best football when he's the slot corner. You put okay. him there to play a little bit of zone, and that's a pretty good – that's a really good secondary. Uh but I really, I really liked, I really like that plan. That's a good idea if they were to do it. Um, again, I don't think they need it because they have, they're pretty, they're pretty set at corner. But if they were to add him, that's a that that is a really, really good impenetrable secondary, as Bryant Johnson mentioned. What do you guys think? It's yeah. Fun. Oh yeah, that's that'd be like easily a top five corner room. Absolutely. It would be something where Stephon Gilmore is in his career, to be honest. I mean, sure. he was decent in Carolina, but hey, if he gets hurt, you're you're gonna want a guy like Bradbury. You're taking it year by year at that point. Uh, but Stephen Parker said, "I wouldn't mind the Bengals." It, I, I also yeah, want to point out one thing. I do. <laughs> oh yeah, of, of course, oh, yeah. of course. Let you, coming let from the Eli coming Apple from the Ravens, spoken like a true Apple, Ravens fan. Let Eli Apple get toasted. Here's the oh, thing. Wait, I've also wait, who's noticed... gonna toast him? Who's gonna toast him? Hollywood Brown? No, no. Rashad <laughs> Bateman for starters. Bateman. You want to keep going? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews. Um, oh, yeah, because he put corners on tight ends. Yeah. One other thing I want to point out about the this this fan box all of these fan box responses, everybody put their own team. Everybody except, I didn't. Uh, except CJ. I except didn't. CJ, but you already mentioned you already talked about your take, you know, because you're a co-host. So you were able to you were able to defend your take. Uh, Steve, Stephen Parker said, "I wouldn't mind the Bengals. That is a that is a good landing spot because they did they did uh, they did address the area the spot with adding Daxton Hill and they added another they added another guy in the second round. I'm forgetting his name. He has two he has two parts to his his uh to his last name. What what is it, CJ? Oh, uh, Cam Taylor Britt. Yeah, I, th- I think that's it. Or uh, no, I don't I don't know I don't know who it. But it was a, it was a I good. I thought it was Cam it was Taylor Britt, and they got Daxon Hill in the first round. I think I think that's what it was. Um, 
But our next response, it was just a couple minutes ago. I wasn't able to put it into the script. Uh, but two, there were two responses by Nick Normand. Uh, so he, he's a Steelers fan. And again, oh, another right. guy who's picking, who's picking his own team, the Steelers would like him. Now that is a, that is a team that they don't have their mm-hmm. top corner. I'm, I'm forgetting, I'm forgetting his name. Joe Hayden. Joe Hayden's gone. Yeah. And, oh yeah. Yeah. You um, said they don't have their top corner. So I said it cause you know, he was gone. Yeah. And they did have, they did add another guy this off season, but they are going to need to reload at the position. If they're looking to be at, le- at the very least competitive, they're not the best at the quarterback position, but that is a play- team that does have some pieces on their roster and they could look, they could look to be at the very least competitive, maybe not contend, but be competitive in the next one to two years. Uh, but I like, I, I do like that him there as a, a possible spot. He also and he put two responses. So he also put not his own team. He put the Patriots. Patriots would also make a ton of sense. And he put ton in all caps. Uh, they need a true outside cover corner, and they don't have that. Like I said, yeah. so they do mm, need. Yeah. And I don't think Jonathan Jones, Malcolm Butler, and I'm and oh, yeah, Jonathan Mills. Jones plays slot. Yeah, jo- so, Jonathan Jones plays slot. So but your slot top cover, two corners. Oh no! Sounds like Stefan Diggs is eating all day. It he looks like he was. Um, all right, guys. Well, do you guys have any other thoughts before we end out the show? Yeah, uh, I just want to add one thing. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, there was this. Oh, I'm trying to think of like what it like what it was. It was a uh, basically Ian Rappaport. Yep. Had uh, he was on Pat McAfee's show. Mm-hmm. And he said that uh, the Packers might trade Jordan Love, and it would only, and they wouldn't even ask for a first because he's been a disappointment. Yeah, second or third. And furthermore, when asked if Jordan Love was in like their future plans, it was like the Packers GM or their or majority owner or someone like that said, like honestly, probably like said like they don't know and they're leaning toward no. So yeah, keep in mind. Can you imagine if Green Bay went wide receiver with that pick? You. Can you imagine, really, if they went receiver, maybe they might have a ring, but no, no, Green Bay. They could have traded up to get Justin Jefferson, for God's sakes. Mm. But, you know. No, they did trade up. They traded up like two spots, so they got Jordan Love. That's the decision that's going to haunt that franchise forever, or at least until Rodgers retires. Didn't they also – they had the opportunity to get Bateman in that draft. No, I don't – I think that was a different draft. No, Denzel Mims was there. Yeah, Denzel Mims was there. I mean, he hasn't been big, okay, but he was big Mims. then. No, I, I mean, he was big then. He was very to be late first, early second rounder. But, again, he's with the Jets, so I don't know if that's him or the Jets. It's possible, but they, there's also Elijah Moore, who's in that who is in that same draft class, I believe. No, he was Turned not. out to be – was he? He's I thought he was the same. He wasn't. No, he was a rookie last year with Rashad. Yeah, and Mims was also – and Mims was also a rookie, was he? He was in the 2020 draft, not the 2020 yeah. draft, not to 20, not the 2020. Okay. Was I, I had it, I had it mixed I up. Know. I had All it right. mixed up. Either way, Elijah Moore has been working out so far. We'll see how long that lasts. Also, Michael Carter worked out, so they they haven't been terrible at wide receiver. They've been they've had some good pieces. We'll see. I'm if sorry, it, did you we'll just say Michael Carter's out. a wide receiver? Yeah, he's I said running back. This one, he's a running oh back. oh never mind. Okay, I'm. I said sorry. Michael Carter at running back. Um, oh, see, all right. Sorry, I was... 
Oh, oh wait. Oh, by the way, Adam, one more thing. I'm looking at the draft What's class. Uh, T. Higgins was on the board. <clears throat> yeah, but he went in the second round. He wasn't that high of a. First I'm not trying of, to say that. First pick he obviously, of the second round, and directly after him was Michael Pittman. Was like the first and second picks of the second round. There's no excuse, Packers. All right, there we go. Um, all right, well, that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. Be sure to tune in to us live Tuesdays and Thursdays on Twitter and Facebook through Fans Only Sports Network. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we will see you on Thursday. Over and out.